everyone, welcome back to The Reluctant Cruise, a One Piece rewatch podcast. I'm one of your hosts, my name is Brian, and with me is Steve. Follow your dreams, kids. Don't let anybody tell you what to do or what not to do. Follow them. And also with us is Slash. I was going to say something goofy here, but it's actually been like two plus months since we've recorded. I'll expose the time skip right now. Things are pretty good. I got into grad school, which is a massive weight off my shoulders. So if I sound dramatically relaxed and like I'm not a giant ball of stress in terms of what am I doing with my life for the next couple of years, that's probably why. Follow your dreams, kids. Oh, oh boy. Mm, that's a terrible Mickey. Um, the time skip. I'm not going to name any names because I'd have to name myself, but... Jeff Bezos. Yeah, just... I could also say that, sure. Actually, that could theoretically be a good name to name. But yeah, some issues piled up and piled up from various factors. But here we are. We're recording. We're talking about One Piece. Yeah. Also, I think we all have the vaccine now. Steve, did you get vaccinated? Yes, I did. Man, what a world. I guess you could say it's grand Mm -hmm. that's not saying that we should ever record this live or in person why would anyone want to do that but that's mostly just affirming that good things are happening and i hope good things are happening to you too whoever is listening to this and if not i hope they start happening soon well unless anyone has anything else noteworthy off the top of your head nope let's get back on this bitch i got nothing i don't think anything dramatically overt happened in the last couple manga chapters of One Piece. Just hype things happening, but like no anniversaries or weird voice actor passings. Or... I think Luffy's actual canon birthday is May 5th, so happy birthday, Luffy. Yeah, happy birthday, Luffy. Fuck that guy. <laughs> I... Alright, sure. Happy birthday, Luffy. Happy birthday, Joanne. Only two of us on this podcast know I'm referring to, but is her birthday even the 5th? It is the 5th, right? Forget. <laughs> I don't think she listens to this podcast, so I think we're fine. That is fine, but I know for a fact it is in the first week of May. Anyway, yeah, let's get going with episode 70. Episode 70, an ancient island, the shadow over Little Garden. We see the straw hats on the Mary, and they are continuing their journey into the Grand Line. And Vivi starts to educate Luffy and Zoro on the strange and sudden weather patterns in the Grand Line. I think Vivi says that something about the gravity situation or something like that causes those sudden snowstorms that they encountered. Something about the atmospheric islands affecting that island. So she starts to say, you know, every island's got their own thing going on. I don't know if I'll ever understand how this shit works. I'm going to assume that sometimes maybe they won't either. But she tells Luffy and Zora how this is happening, and Sanji comes out with a bunch of drinks. Honestly, my kind of guy. All the guys just start fucking trying to give this stupid chocobo the drinks, and Vivi's kind of getting... Pissed isn't the right word. Distraught might be it. Seeing all of the antics that the guys are up to. And Nami says, hey, relax. 
you've got to relax at some time. And these guys know how to be serious when they need to. So this is immediately proven as the guys snap into action when they see this really giant dolphin jumping through the water. So they use the waves made from the dolphin jumping to propel themselves towards their next destination. We cut away from that, and we see this mysterious man sitting in like a cafe, and this is Mr. Three and his partner, which we don't get her name for another episode or two. The little girl, his partner, says something to the effects of, hey, what are you thinking about, Mr. Three? And he says, don't give up my code name when we're in public. And the funny part of that is this man has curls in his hair that turns into a very noticeable number three in his hair, and it kind of looks like it's smoking a little bit, like it's a little candle wick. So he's a pretty prominent figure to notice, I'd say. So the two converse about how Five and Valentine are giving the organization Brokeworks a bad name by being beaten by Luffy and Zoro. So they need to beat the Straw Hats in order to reclaim their honor, kind of. While referring to himself, Three says that a master criminal needs to use their smarts. So he's clearly a guy that lays plots after plots and likes to use his cunning. So we cut back to the Straw Hats, and they come up to this island. We're finally getting to Little Garden, and it is massive. It's kind of a tongue-in-cheek name, Little Garden. Usopp, because he's a coward, is very reluctant to actually adventure around on the island, basically. And Nami and Sanji are like, well, hey, we need to set the log pose, and we also need to restock on our supplies. So, you know, we definitely have to make a stop here. They're going to try to find a place somewhere on the island where they can dock and disembark, basically. So they head into this small river. And Sanji's like, oh, hey, there's a bird. And before it gets closer and closer, this harmless bird turns out to be a fucking giant and tries to fly off with the cook. And immediately after, everyone sees this massive tiger walking along the riverbanks, river shore. I don't know why I said river shore. I think riverbanks is right the first time. And this tiger just collapses into this giant bloody mess. So Nami's like, okay, maybe we don't have to get off here. We're just going to stay here until the log pose resets. Everyone seems in agreement until Luffy's like, well, hey, I'm going to go explore now. And Vivi, who has been kind of painted as this person that is cautious, I'd say, kind of reasonably so, due to her situation. Apparently now she is just struck with this wanderlust, and she's like, oh yeah, fuck it, I'll go with you too. So she takes her riding duck, and they're just like, okay, cool, we're gonna go off now. And then Zoro, seeing that, is like, well, if they're leaving, I guess I'm gonna leave too. So then he and Sanji get into this fight about, you know, oh, I'm a better hunter than you are, I can get more meat than you and bring it back. So it just leaves Nami and Usopp on the ship by themselves. So Nami decides she's going to search her books for more information on Little Garden. 
we cut to Vivi and Luffy walking through the forest, and they come across like a pond or something, and inside is an ammonite, and we also have Sanji being attacked by a fucking T-Rex, and Zoro is attacked by a Triceratops, and we realize that Little Garden is full of fucking dinosaurs, like some sort of lost world. Thankfully, not that many capitalists. Yet. So Vivi thinks that the strange climates of the Grand Line are what makes this dino ecosystem possible. Back on the ship, Nami and Usopp are cowering in fear because they see this hulking figure and it is towering over the ship. And that is where the episode ends. It's a very visually heavy episode, this one. Not really much for me to describe with words. But it's, I think it's a decent introduction to what is going to be happening around this island. What do you guys think? Yeah, I almost expected you to say a few more things, but then I realized that these ones sort of zoom by fast, I guess, in a good way. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's cool dino Jurassic Park Island. It just, uh, we'll, we'll see more of it soon. Definitely. Um... It's just kind of, in all honesty, it kind of starts out as filler. Like, it just it just seems like it's like, okay, they arrive at this island. Luffy is doing his normal random crap, looking around, being really inquisitive and kind of idiotic at some points. And the rest of the crew has their own personalities and that just really shines through. So I think that's really, it's just a way for them to keep being characters, I guess. So other than that, it's been pretty straightforward, pretty mellow, chillax, no big moments yet, except for this huge figure that shows up at the end. It's definitely, uh, as far as like, since Living Little Garden is a, a canon uh, series of events now, so you, I, I'm not sure what the manga panels look like in here because I've actually... My, my reading of One Piece has been very strange over the years. I don't know if I've mentioned that in the past, but regardless, I never actually read uh, like the Alabasta like, arc and going forward. I read a lot of the beginning, and then I started reading again when I finally caught up on everything, and that was years ago when Dressa Rosa was still happening. So it was like a chunk of the like mid part of the manga that I just haven't read. Maybe someday I'll go back and reread it as well. But I assume like a lot of the bits of like character moments would or would probably just be expressed in a few panels and something like that. So I guess we're seeing that brought into an episode here. But um, also fun fun facts because we love those. Um, the original anime adaptation put. Uh, on four kids, the the infamous four kids dub actually cuts out Little Garden. Little Garden was not in the four kids dub at all. So we'll talk about that at the end. I just wanted uh, everyone to remember that going forward uh, while we're here on Little Garden, because uh, this this arc gets a little wild, and uh, something that happens at the end uh, has almost little to no explanation as to why it happens four kids dub so it's just really funny but i just wanted to point that out so we're technically in an arc that a lot of people didn't know happened for a while if your only exposure to one piece was watching it on uh, american television when it first aired 
Anyway. Why don't you take it away at the second episode, Steve? Sounds great. Here we are, episode 71. Huge duel. The giants Dory and Bragi. So here we are, back on the ship. Nami and Usopp. Just picture in your mind. Paint these two main characters on this on the ship, the Merry-Go. This huge figure. Brogi begins asking Nami and Usopp for some booze. Right before, you know, just casually cutting off the head of a T-Rex. Just like, shwink. And there goes the head. But we find out that Brogi is going to use this dinosaur for dinner. He's going to eat it for dinner, that is. Not use it for dinner. Anyways, Nami and Usopp are so deathly scared that they decide that they're going to play dead. And Brogy's kind of confused. He's like, huh? What happened? Then we pan into another scene where we see Luffy. He's surveying the landscape of the island from the top of a long neck creature. I would say it's kind of like a Brachiosaurus, but... Who am I to say? So, anyways, Luffy, in doing so, in surveying the landscape far and wide, ends up hurting the dinosaur in, and injuring it in the process. Well, during that time, this dinosaur's long neck begins to make its call. Remember what the fuck sound was, but it's probably something like that. Anyways, here comes this whole huge pack of large dinosaurs. Other long necks coming along. Here they come, right up to Luffy. They see him, and it's not a good scene for Luffy. In all honesty, it's kind of like, um, well, he's kind of on top of this dinosaur who's crying for help. Therefore, it just doesn't look good. So, after doing some dodging around and moving around and shaking off these dinosaurs, Leafy finally managed to make it out alive. And then he's swallowed by the largest long neck among them. But then all of a sudden, shwink! What's this? The long neck that swallowed Luffy. His neck is cut off. Yep. There's a lot of decapitation in this episode, so do be like that. They find out this other giant, whose name is Dory, and he begins talking with them, and it's like, gah, 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 gah. Oh, by the way, Rogi and Dory have the most peculiar laughs. Can't remember which one had which kind of laugh. I think Dory had the gah, 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 gah. That's correct. I don't remember what Brogies was. This is like a ba 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 ba. It's kind of. Oh yeah, it's ba 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 ba. This continues to start the trend, by the way, of plenty of unique characters having very distinct laughs. We'll we'll come back to that later, or note them over time. Yes. But anyways, Dory invites Vivi and Luffy to come to his home, which. Is honestly looking like it's right outside one of these cave looking things. 
And so now we pan back to Usopp and Nami, and they're still playing dead as Brogi just randomly starts cooking his dinosaur meat right outside their ship. And it's just like, okay, well, he's there cooking dinosaur meat. What do we do? You know, after seeing a big old pile of bones start to pile up, pair start to kind of sneak off, and eventually they start running away. But they run into a saber tooth. And then a T-Rex. It's all bad from there. It's all shit. But as we see Nami and Usopp are very afraid, here comes big old Brogy. Ba 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 And the appearance of just Brogy himself, this huge giant, just frightens all these predators away. The giant keeps trying to offer Nami and Usopp some food, but they just think that Brogy's trying to fatten him up in order to uh, eat him. Next thing you know, Brogy starts talking, and they start wondering, oh, I wonder how long it takes this log post to recalibrate itself to the next island. And Brogy's like, yeah, ba 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 And he tells him it's going to take a year for that log post to recalibrate to the next island. And at that point, they're kind of like shocked and almost like a, I wouldn't say a shocked Oda face, but like an upset Oda face. Like they got the gnarly ass teeth and it's kind of tragic that they have to wait a whole year on Little Garden in order to have their log pose reset. Then we pan back to Luffy and Vivi. And they're off with Dory having their own meal and being such gracious guests. It's truly amazing. They found a symbiotic relationship with Dory. Luffy then starts asking questions. And he's like, why is there a giant living out here on his own? Which then brings up the prompt of, what are these giants doing out here? Who are these giants? So then Doherty starts going into a backstory, a little introductory lesson on his home of Elbaf and its customs. Here's how the story goes. A fight between the giants of Elbaf is not resolved until their god, who I think is also named Elbaf, if I'm correct, who happens to be the god of war in giant mythology, chooses a winner. It just so happens to be that Brogi and Dori are very evenly matched and have been fighting on a little garden for over a century. And Luffy's kind of shocked. He's like, what? A hundred years? And Doherty's like, Yak, 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 You humans, you only live for 70 or 80 years. We live three times as long as you. So for us, a century is almost like nothing. It's like being in our 30s or 40s. He kind of goes on and it's just like, Ah, yes, giants live three times as long as humans. Then... We pan back to the two other unspoken members of the Straw Hat crew, Zoro and
and Sanji. Zoro and Sanji are kind of just dragging their dino carcasses along that they hunted. They're heading back towards the ship. But you know what? They run into each other. And they decide, well, you know what? I can still beat you. So they keep competing, trying to get the largest dino carcass, or more specifically, the most meat. But then what's this? The whole island starts to shake. Some volcanoes erupting, signaling the beginning of the giant's duel. But you know what that means? It's time to duel. Oh, I love guns. The duel. Anyways, here we are. Rogi and Dory are going towards each other. They're like, "I'm going off to my battle, to my war." We find that Brogi and Dory can no longer remember why they're fighting. They're just fighting to fight at this point. And Vivi starts calling out, This duel is senseless. There's no reason to it. You guys shouldn't be dueling. Luffy and Dory said, It's just a, a, a thing of honor. But before the duel can commence, we pan in to a well-known figure. Mr. Five and Miss Valentine as they arrive at Mr. Three's base on Little Garden. Mr. Five says that Vivi and the Straw Hats are their mission. But Mr. Three reveals that he's on the island to collect the bounty on the giants who together make up 200 million berries. And that they need to follow his master plan in order to take these giants down. What's going to happen between Broggy and Dory? Is Mr. Three going to complete his plan to be continued? And that ends episode 71. What do y'all think? Yeah, this one definitely has, it's a little more build up, but things are actually starting to happen and move now. We meet giants for the first time. Giants are fucking sick. I don't want to spoil much for people who aren't that far into the series later, but unfortunately, we still don't know a lot about giants. But we meet some other cool ones along the way, and there is there are a few key characters that end up being related to giants. We still have never gone to the island of Elbath, though, and that kind of sucks. I really hope we go there someday. I feel like it's more this mythical place, but considering that giants are these big-ass strong people, I think it's kind of fine for it to be like this mythical island that they keep referencing, like, oh, Elbaf, Elbaf. There's nothing really important there, but giants are really cool. Yeah. Big warrior boys. Let's go. So this is one of those things that I saw while I was spending the night on Stefan's couch. He fell asleep while watching it like he did. Most times, he was watching One Piece. But I definitely remember seeing this, so I can't really pretend to be amazed by the existence of giants in this universe. But I know there's another one I saw, but that character isn't going to show up. For another 100 episodes or two in another character's backstory. Try like 400. Oh, wait, never mind. No, you're talking about No, you're right, you're right, you're right. There's a giant that shows a post-time skip that I was thinking of, but anyway, continue. 
who doesn't love fucking giants? Like, giants have been a thing since the beginning of fucking mythology, basically. Honestly, just anytime you throw a fucking giant into something, it's like, okay, yeah, all right. I'll fucking watch it. Yeah, I don't think there's a single giant in One Piece that doesn't, like, do something cool at a certain point. So at least there's that. Like like I said, we've still never actually been to Elbaf, but it kind of doesn't matter because all the giants we meet are still cool along the way. So it's almost kind of nice to have that be like, damn, I don't know if I'll ever make it there, but that must be a really cool place to live. Also, back to my comment on little garden getting yeeted away from the american for kids version i forgot yeah the 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 brachio's head just getting straight up necked off and luffy sliding out of a a decapitated dinosaur head that probably would not air well in saturday morning kids aired tv so they were like well we're not going to censor that one let's just cut this whole art as more violent things in this art continue to happen but that's how it'd be in the jurassic world Yeah, at first I felt like a fucking idiot when I was taking notes because I couldn't remember any of multiple names for a long-necked dinosaur. But then a minute or two after, fucking Dory says, oh, you shouldn't be messing with those long necks. And it's like, yes, fuck yeah, thank you. I feel fucking validated. So I just left it in the notes. Just using this land before time logic. Definitely fucking long neck and sharp tooth. I don't have much else to say. I'm more hyped about the giant fight, but that's for next episode. I'll take that one. So this is 72. And the translation reads, Luffy gets angry. A dirty trick violates the sacred duel. So pick right off where we left off. No nonsense. The giants are... Stepping out because they're about to square up in the giant fight pit. Lots of big, cool clashes happen. Giant waves protrude. Uh, the ground shakes. The air has ripples fly through it. Think big, uh, I mean, any big anime fight energy, but definitely, I think, even in the way that the manga panels are drawn sometimes, Oda does a good job of conveying, like, big things happening like oh man these two giants like just clash swords and axes against each other of course like the shockwave of their existence is gonna blow across the whole island and like people are gonna know they're fighting so i think not just the manga but i think the anime does a good job of that at uh, a lot of certain points i can think of other key fights and key moments where just you know big clashes happen you definitely feel the weight of like oh these these guys are going at it so they're going in and they're doing it. And then first, as we're seeing everyone's reactions to it, right before that, uh, was I think Brogy goes in with his axe to hit Dory, but Dory is a crazy man who blocks it with his helmet because he's a badass, and he does it at just the right angle so it like doesn't cut his head in half, apparently. I don't really understand how that works, but giants. Uh, but anyway, as the fight's just getting wild, uh, Usopp and Nami are watching from their side and they're like, yeah, well, Nami is like, yeah, it's probably a good idea if we back away for now while they're distracted. Even though they were at least chill with Brogies, he's like, nah, we ain't trying to get in the, the giant fight, right, Usopp? And at first, Usopp's kind of freaking out, but then as it sets in uh, the words that they shared before, at least the words that Brogy shared about not remembering why they're fighting, 
but still doing it anyway. And the way that um, their eyes kind of flash, the giants before they when once the volcano erupted, it was like their fight instinct turned on. And they were like, "Well, time to go to war." And then I think that just kind of clicked something within Usopp, where he was like, "Wait." Now I have to see this fight. These guys are kind of cool. I mean, Usopp is definitely uh, having a big like respect moment for them. He's like, I want to fight like they do. I want, I want to be a brave warrior of the sea. And he is, you can tell that he has like a big respect for the way that they're doing battle, even if it does seem senseless and like there's no point of it. He can sense that there's still some kind of meaning behind what they're doing, and perhaps it's not as simple as just them fighting for whatever their whatever their goal is, whether or not they remember. And Usopp, instead of being afraid like he usually is, actually seems awestruck, like he wants to keep watching. So that's going on, and Nami is just kind of figuring out what to do with that. But anyway, uh, others who are watching happen to be Miss Valentine and Mr. Five. As uh, part of their plot on the island, besides snuffing out the straw hats, is also that they've somewhat been instructed by Mr. Three, uh, to potentially take the giants down, old bounty posters are shown, um, and because uh, there are giant pirates, like I forget if uh, Dory and Bruggy were part of like the giant pirate crew, but either way, like they're wanted men from Elbaf, so or at least according to the government, but that could mean anything. Uh, they they have wanted posters, and they're worth quite a few, quite a few. Uh, berries um i forget if it's like a hundred thousand or a hundred million I don't, I don't know how either way they're worth they're worth a hot 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 bit of cash so obviously the baroque works crew are like that nah, let's take them down in the meantime too so they're they're hatching up some dirty plot for that and they're like oh i don't know are we sure we should go along with this does mr three really know what he's talking about and they're like yeah whatever we'll figure it out um so they're up to some nonsense but the giants are still fighting um, they go back and forth. Some cool stuff happens as we cut back to them. And then finally, they get one of those very, uh, quote-unquote, anime moments where they hit each other, both of their weapons conveniently knock away at the same time, and they just stare at each other sweating and huffing and puffing. And all of a sudden, they do the good old classic cross-counter punch with their shields in their faces and knock each other square in the face, each kind of making it in there with a punch on each side. And they fall down and pass out. And they're just like, damn. 73,466 duels. 73,466 draws. As they both kind of just moan and groan after finishing up their fight. And as the dust settles, they kind of just get up and start laughing. Now that their fight's done, they're like, damn, well, we did it again. We we came to a draw and nothing really happened, but I guess that was a good fight and like the mood totally shifts, which is kind of cool, honestly. And they're just like, well, we fought and now we're done. And then, uh, who was it, I think? Uh, Broggy hands Dory some some booze in a container, that he the, the stuff that he got from the ship when he had just met Nami and uh, Usopp. He's like, oh, sure, why don't you share it with your friends? And I'm like, oh, I guess we met some of the same friends from the same crew, even though they're, like, sitting on different sides of the island, or this little central area there where they're fighting. Things start starting to calm down. They're like, oh, okay, I guess things aren't so bad after all. They just do this fight every once in a while. 
Um, so, so that's going on. You cut back to Zoro and Sanji who are still wandering around having their little food contest, but because they heard the volcano erupt, they at least start to kind of pull back and they're like, well, okay, if this is what we got, this is what we agreed to. We were going to hunt till the volcano exploded again, much like the giants were I'm like, well, I guess time to go back now. But then it cuts again. You go back to Dory, who's talking to Luffy first. They start to ask questions about the the log pose and if it really does take a hundred years to set. And Dory's like, "No, yeah, that shit really takes a hundred years to set. That's why if you've seen a lot of dead skeletons around here, that's not from us particularly. That's more so because pirates or other people who land on this island don't exactly have the fortitude to last here for an entire year potentially." Hint, Luffy and Co. aren't going to be here for an entire year, but we'll get to how they eventually get off this island at some point. But, uh, yeah, Dory is just kind of explaining that and how people die from waiting or they die from the environment. And it's just not something that everyone is cut out for living living in this Jurassic world. Dory does make a point that the he does have an eternal pose, which um, is always set to go to one place, and that's set to go back to Elbath. But... He seems to remember that that's part of why both of them are fighting. Yeah, so they do have a way to get off the island and go somewhere else. But Luffy's like, eh, I wouldn't want to fight you for that anyway. We're not trying to go there. We're trying to go to Alabasta. So then in response to that, Dory gives kind of a goofy statement that sinks in, though, to Luffy in a really weird way. He's just like, well, I don't know. You could always just go randomly forward and hope you end up somewhere. And there's just this awkward pause at first where I think he realized, I mean, he knows what he said was goofy, but then Luffy also thinks about it. And then they both just start laughing together. He's like, hey, you know what? Fuck it. Maybe we'll just do that at some point. This will get somewhere, right? And then Dory also says that he, like, remembers there was one person who left before the log post set. And I'm not sure if that's just him saying there's a random person or if that's supposed to be, like, a hint, hint, like, Oh, like Gold Roger was also here because that happens later in the series where like, like, oh, yeah, by the way, the Pirate King came by this island at one point and did this thing. I mean, like hint, hint, just like you came by this island and did this one thing. Um, We definitely had a lot more of that when we were getting out of uh, uh, Rogue Town. I think that was more just supposed to be a funny bit where like Dory just saying, oh, other people came here and they wandered off. Because I, I think they'd make more of a note of that if that was supposed to be Gold Roger showing up. But regardless, everyone's having a good time. But even as they're laughing, like Vivi has another one of those moments like she had on the ship earlier where she's like, how are they so careless? How is Luffy just laughing with this weirdo giant dude we just met? And they're just like bros now. And even the, the duck is laughing, Karu. Is laughing at like the absurdity of just like let's just wander and have fun, yeah. So Vivi's just so confused and like taken aback by it. But then you cut to Broggy, and Usopp is just talking to him about he like really respects the giants uh, and wants to fight like them. He just respects like the pride of Elbaf, and then Broggy explains more of that to him about how you know Elbaf's their home and that's where they're trying to get back to. But also, regardless of you know how he lives his life, he's, his pride is his treasure, and he. He waxes on about that, but that really just sticks to Usopp. And Usopp's, you know what? He's like, you know what, Broggy, you're you're my you're my senpai, you're my master now. Like I, I respect you. You're gonna be my giant teacher. And he's like, eh, okay, why not? But then we cut back to Luffy's side talking to Dory, and then boom, a giant explosion goes off, and it looks like smoke is coming from Dory's mouth, and he falls over, and you see his eyes kind of roll back in his head, and yeah, some crazy shit just happened. All of a sudden. This man is injured, and we don't know why for the moment. 
but Luffy immediately knows that it was someone else because he knows that you know he wouldn't do anything like that. No one from the crew would do anything like that. Which would uh, basically there was there was some kind of bomb in the alcohol or something was done to it to make that happen. But of course, Dory doesn't know that because even earlier I did forget to mention. Even though it's usually the elements and other things that take out people who land on the island, there are crazy people who try to fight the giants when they come there, and they also get done in because they're like, well. Dory and Broggy don't exactly seem like violent kind in the sense that they're not going to... Yes, they are fighting each other, but I they don't seem like the type to fight without a reason very clearly. If someone attacks them, they are most likely going to defend themselves, but at the same time, they're not going to go out of their way to harm people if they're not bothering them is what I, what I think they're getting at. But regardless, Dory thinks that, you know, even though Luffy has been playing nice... That they did something to the booze, and now it's like, oh, damn, that's a trap. He's, like, he sprung the trap, and now he has to get back at Luffy, right? And Luffy's like, shit, I'm not going to stop this angry giant. Vivi, get back. So Luffy actually tries to fight Dory as he gets up, even though he's a bit injured. Vivi's like, wait, stop, you're injured. This wasn't us. And he's like, not really listening. Anyways, but Luffy gets up, and he dodges a few of his moves. And then he eventually whips away. But then hangs onto a tree and lets himself stretch really hard and uses his old rocket move where he dashes forward and uses his head as a headbutt and just like pow hits Dory right in the stomach where he was injured from the inside. Dory does start to fall over, but as he falls, his foot stamps right down on Luffy and just crushes him into the ground. Now, thankfully, because Luffy is rubber, he just comically gets stuck in the ground in like a very like Looney Tunes character outline. But at the same time, once this happens, Vivi is able to help pull him out because uh, Dory does fall over because Luffy did give him a nice hard sock in the stomach there. So at least that kind of calmed him down for a bit. That was Luffy's goal as they assess what to do because he knows that, you know, no one on his side would do anything so rude to these giants and stop their fight. Either way, Vivi is helping uh, speculate, and she's also like, yeah, someone else might be here. It might be Baroque Works, which, you know, obviously we've seen him. Baroque Works and Mr. Three and the rest who are there are the ones causing trouble, but Vivi's starting to put the puzzle pieces together. And right as that happens, obviously, is if their ears weren't burning enough, you cut over to the bad guys, you know, Mr. Three and the whole gang, and they're drinking tea in his little hideout. He just He really likes to drink tea. I don't know why. But they're sitting, they're planning their next move on how to capture the Giants and discussing, you know, what they're going to do with the Straw Hats as well. But either way, taking out one Giant first seems to be the main goal. Then we cut back once again to Zoro and Sanji, who are wandering around. The volcano erupts once again as that happens. So then you get a cut back to Froggy, who gets back up, and he's obviously very excited to get back to the fight. And yeah, this volcano just conveniently erupts a lot. So these guys must fight a lot. I'm not sure how many times they fight in one day. I'm not sure if that's ever actually confirmed. But regardless, you see Broggy get up and he's like, all right, well, up and at him. Let's go. Uh, but then you also see Dory try and get up. And that's more of a sad sight. And both Luffy and Vivi are like, no, don't do it. Like, you're going to injure yourself, you idiot. And he's just like, no, I have to go. It's like, regardless of what happens, maybe this is just fate. But this is, you know, our warrior code. Obviously, this was Mr. Three's plan all along. He wanted the Giants to take each other out in a moment of weakness because if one is down, it makes capturing the other one that much simple. So as they head off to battle, 
and get our old to be continued. That was a little longer. What do you guys think? It was good. It was really good. Uh, a lot of action, a lot of great, in my opinion, acting and artwork. Uh, all around, it's really good. I can't really talk about anything else. I mean, it's just phenomenal work. We're getting some action now. It's getting a little nitty gritty. It's getting some tension in it. I was running some calculations. And the big brain on Steve. So in just their last duel, or the last time they said, they said that it was, what, 73,466 duels and 73,466 draws. So in doing some math, that's 735 times a year. And I assume that's for the 100 years that they've been on the island. So that means they fight at least like twice a day. Yeah, so they fight twice a day. It's pretty on par, actually. These people must have really done their math, I guess. So, but yeah, that's all I have from the episode. Oh, yeah, that's right. She sticks around for a second. I think I said this before recording to you guys, but when that explosion goes off inside of Dory's stomach, they use some like really trippy colors and effects. And I don't know if it was just because I had gotten my second COVID shot earlier in the day, but you know, I was watching this at three in the morning or something like that. And it was just really fucking me up. And it was hurting to watch that brief hyperactive segment. Yeah, they definitely make it seem like he's he's tripping out there. But at the same time, if a bomb went off in your stomach, you'd probably... Probably be dead. You know what? That too. But regardless, giants be strong and cool things be happening. Yeah, this, this one was definitely more packed. They don't waste too many episodes starting to build up. I do appreciate that things kind of just do start happening. So The last thing I have to note, it's kind of small is that they finally say the name of Mr. Three's partner, which is Miss Golden Week. And... Right, yes. For those that are unaware, Golden Week is sort of... Well, both of you would probably be better at explaining it than I would. I'm tangentially aware of it. It's, it was Golden Week this past week until now, right? I believe it has something to do with springtime, if I'm remembering right. I'm not going to lie. One of my first times hearing about Golden Week, and everyone can slap the back of my head for this later for, you know, I don't know, maybe being uh, poor on my uh, cultural standout things. But I, 
in Persona 4, literally on the calendar, there's like different things happen during Golden Week. But Golden Week, I think, is something to do with the springtime. I'm not going to fact check myself right now. So someone can yell at me for this later. But yeah, it's a a Japanese thing. But a lot of the Baroque works characters who are not named after numbers are like Miss Valentine, Miss All. Well, All Sunday is a day of the week, I guess. We have Miss Valentine, Miss, Miss Golden Week. I think there's a few other weird ones, but. I was starting to understand their naming convention before this. Like, okay, Valentine is at least a fucking day. Sure, I'll give them that. But from fucking Wednesday, Monday, Sunday, Valentine, to fucking Golden Week, an entire fucking week. Why do we just have a fucking month? Like, what about Miss February? Go ahead, Steve. According to the Japan Times, what is Golden Week and why does it matter? That's their article name. Golden Week is a term for the week that encompasses four of Japan's 15 national holidays. It begins with Showa Day, then continues with Constitution Day, Greenery Day, and Children's Day. These holidays celebrate former Emperor Kirihito's birthday, his love of plants, and the induction of the Japanese Constitution. Okay, see, I was very wrong. I just knew they happened in the spring. Go on. (laughs) I knew that Children's Day was a part of it, but I was like, it can't just be a week for children, right? Clearly. Yes, that is true. Michael Jordan seethes. So, surprisingly enough, right now is currently the Golden Week in Japan. Children's Day is May 5th, which happens to be Luffy's birthday. Greenery Day was today, May 4th. Happy Greenery Day for our listeners in Japan. You won't hear this until next week, maybe, but... We're trying. Happy late golden week. I also feel like I need to clarify my issue with naming someone golden week isn't, oh, I think that's a stupid holiday as much as now we're just giving someone an entire week instead of a single fucking day. I have no issue with golden week just to cut that off before anything happens. I'll tell that to Mr. Rogers puppets. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't, have anything else to say so i i think we're ending on mr rogers puppets so steve do you have anything to plug yes i have that good old bird app which is steve s-t-v-e hornyak h-o-r-n-y-a-k it's not like the mickey mouse show when i say that like h-o-r-n-y-a-k you know i heard recently they have a different name Yes, I do have a different name. You may now all call me Steve Yak. Oh, I will. Also, I'm pretty sure I know whose fault it is now, but yes, Steve Yak. That's probably also in those credits that that comes from. Just look at whoever says the editor and then yell at them. (laughs) Oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, Another thing I wanted to plug was we are currently still in the midst of the pandemic. We in the United States are very fortunate to be getting our vaccines and at very rapid rate at that, at little to no strenuous activity or anything else like that. Like it's very much a breeze that we're getting our vaccines. So much so that we're about out of people that want to get it. 
and now we're just at people that don't want it. Yes. However, on the other side of the world, in India, there is an astronomical death rate from COVID-19, and the cases are rising, and it's looking very grim for there, and it's honestly a very tragic event. So please, please, please try and locate any sources for help to give to India as they're going through this current time. They need all the support they can. Uh, Press your local uh, government officials and tell them to support India and to provide vaccines to India because they are in desperate need of vaccines. So please, please, please keep India, keep fighting for India and making sure that we have vaccine equality throughout the whole entire world. Yeah, fuck Bill Gates. Yeah. Maybe this is why they're getting divorced, because he said, no, let's not just give out these patents for free. Oh, is that why? Just to cover my legal bases. I am not saying that that is why they're getting divorced, but in the last month or so, he has been an advocate for not giving patents for free to poorer countries. Sure glad I didn't pay for this current version of Microsoft Windows 7 that's running on this ancient computer. <laughs> now, to be fair, I paid for another version that was on another computer, but why would I pay for something I already own? God damn it. I paid for my Windows 10. Son of a bitch. See, at a certain point, you'd have paid for it. But now they just say, oh, you're paying to rent it, like I did. When I had to reboot a new fucking uh or put a new hard drive in my computer and that was very disappointing to learn also to learn that you can only rent technically um microsoft office the snake oil business is alive and thriving basically but yeah fuck bill gates if that's the case anyway not as bad as adobe oh don't we're not turning this into this hour fuck adobe but not much to plug on my end. I'll just plug my Twitter. I'm at Roblink. Um, normally I plug my Twitch for the streamies, but kind of just haven't been in the mood to stream lately. And like, not in a bad way. I don't know. Kind of just been chilling. Like you're either in the mood or you're not. Just to me, streaming is just like a fun thing I do on the side. So I don't know. I'll usually announce streams if I'm feeling like it when I'm on Twitter anyway. So follow that. But yeah, um, not much to plug otherwise, but it is this. Get a vaccine if you can, you know, do your research. But at the same time, I mean, you're going to be much better off dealing with a day or two of vaccine side effects versus actually getting COVID and, you know, do it to help your family, help your workplace, help wherever you're going in your daily life. But be be wise and smart, even if you have the vaccine, but, you know, what you're getting up to, know who you're around and who you're not around and do it, you know, what's safe to do and what's not safe to do. I think, I've seen the things for the LA area where there's generally, you know, giant bubble of right now. It started to actually kind of improve, but you know, just, just keep your head up and push forward. So everybody also keep in mind that there are plenty of people the world over who, unfortunately things are a little harder in terms of getting vaccines for them. So if, if, if you feel so, uh, feel so inclined, it'd be amazing if you opened up and help those people. Cause boy, does everyone need it right now. So, yeah. Last I checked, and they had mentioned 
that there might be differences because of a delay of reporting over the weekend. But there had been zero deaths in Los Angeles County, or maybe just the city of L.A., but one of those two from over the weekend. No, that's, that's I think, generally correct. Yeah, that, that was, I think, the factoid I was thinking of that I had seen, but it hadn't uh, pulled it out of my head. Yeah, at least the past couple of days or, like, the last two reports over, like, the week, whatever, like, the L.A. health reports are, they either still some reported cases, but actual no or actual zero deaths for the last couple of reports, which, I mean, it's got to start somewhere. So, I mean, it's, it's improvements slowly and surely. So hopefully that continues. So for me, pretty much the same as every week. You can find me on most social media platforms with the handle at El Tubacabra. That's E-L-T-U-B-A-C-A-B-R-A. I will put a link to what I'm about to say in the show notes for this episode. But our friend's mother, actually, I was one of the few that didn't get to meet her. But from what I've heard, everyone has said nothing but nice things about her. She fell down the stairs at some point. I think that's how the injuries occurred. But she accrued a lot of hospital bills. So I'll throw in a link to that. So if some of you are listening and you can help, it would be very much appreciated. As for the show's social media, you can find us on Twitter with the handle at Reluctant Cruise, Reluctant Cruise Podcast on Instagram, and you can email us by sending them to reluctantcruise at gmail.com. So that's it. It's been a while since I've said this. Have fun on that cruise. <laughs>